Why Does Warren Buffett Hate Bitcoin? By Edward Iftady. In Cryptocurrency Hub. Lessons We Can Learn From The Legend Of Tulip Mania, The World's First Financial Bubble. Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, the undisputed godfather of value investing, and according to Forbes, the third richest person on the planet, is a well-documented detractor of cryptocurrency, but why? The Evolution of Money. A Cautionary Tale of Tulip Mania. Understanding the Difference Between a Store of Value and a Money-Making Asset. Price of Gold Over the Last 100 Years. Warren's History of Hating Bitcoin. If you buy something like Bitcoin or some cryptocurrency, you don't have anything that is producing anything. You're just hoping the next guy pays more. And you only feel you'll find the next guy to pay more if he thinks he's going to find someone that's going to pay more, Warren Buffett. Giphy. Both Warren Buffett and business partner Charlie Munger have frequently been quoted in the media disparaging cryptocurrency in general and Bitcoin by name. If I were to summarize the various comments made over the last few years, I would say they feel only a fool would invest in Bitcoin since it is pure speculation. Bitcoin supporters counter this by pointing out Warren Buffett's rather poor record of identifying technology winners. Warren missed the boat by not investing in Apple, even years after Apple was clearly dominating its market. In fact, only recently has Berkshire Hathaway finally started investing in Amazon and Charlie Munger has admitted it was a mistake not invest in Google. Recently Warren was quoted as saying, Bitcoin is like a seashell or something. Wait. What did Warren say? Bitcoin is like a seashell or something? Oh, snap. Now I know what you're talking about Warren. Shells have been used as a form of money all over the world beginning in prehistory and continue to be used as money to some extent today in the Solomon Islands, according to Wikipedia. Clearly, as a lifelong investor and investment guru, Warren Buffett knows this, so what exactly is Warren trying to say? Shell money, Wikipedia. Shell money is a medium of exchange similar to coin money and other forms of commodity money, and was once commonly used, n.m.wikipedia.org. The Evolution of Money No one knows exactly how money was invented. The concept of money is so old, the story is lost in time. However, I suspect money has been invented over and over, in different cultures all over the world. I also think the evolution of money has been strikingly similar, the world over. Let's go way, way back. Let's go back to a time when all of humankind were hunter-gatherers and there was no concept of money. In this pre-money era, Humans lived together, hunted together, gathered together and shared everything together. Of course, like in the animal world, I assume the strongest hate first but generally speaking, there was no sense of ownership and everything was shared and consumed together as it was found, gathered, and or killed. Yet, long, long ago, humans started to stockpile things. Humans started making tools, for example. These tools could be carried with the hunter-gatherers to be used again and again. These tools had utility value to the hunter-gatherers and no doubt they were traded from person to person and tribe to tribe. In fact, we have numerous examples where tools, or the technology to make them, have spread far and wide in a relatively short period of time. Perhaps, the concept of money all started with this idea of reciprocation, give and take. No doubt. As humanity started to settle and begin cultivation and raising animals, the opportunity to barter started to develop. Now, a farmer could trade an animal for a certain amount of grain, or alcohol or vegetables. Yet, what would happen if another farmer in the area wanted to eat a goat during the winter? 
What if the farmer who raised the goat wanted fresh vegetables, but there were no vegetables to trade? Well, the goat farmer might ask if he could come to collect those vegetables next summer after they had been grown. What if, to remind the vegetable farmer of his promise, the goat farmer asked for something physical that could be returned to the vegetable farmer in the summer to remind him of his obligation to provide the goat farmer with vegetables? Well, whatever that physical reminder was, a small token, a seashell or string of shells, a lump of silver or gold, would have represented a store of value. Tulip mania. Anything can hold value if two or more people agree that the thing holds value. However, agreeing on how much value something holds can lead to wild price fluctuations if there is suddenly strong demand for that store of value and not enough supply. Giphy. During the Dutch Golden Age in the 17th century, life was good. The Dutch were a world trading power. Dutch arts and science were considered some of the very best and the per capita income at the time was the highest in the world. This was the age of the Dutch East India Company, the first multinational company in the world. The Dutch traded as far away as Japan and throughout Asia, trading for silk and spices. However, the Dutch also traded closer to home for more mundane commodities. They were famous for buying and stockpiling grain and lumber in times of plenty not only guaranteeing a supply of resources in more difficult times but also the opportunity to profit by selling stockpiles of resources to countries who suffered a failed harvest, for example. With the rise of wealth and relative freedom from fear of famine, money started flowing into the tulip market. Tulips had been introduced from Turkey many years earlier and were instantly in demand due to their deep beautiful colors. Originally, only professional tulip growers traded in tulip bulbs and flowers but as demand started to outstrip supply. Everyday citizens started buying up bulbs in the hope prices would continue to rise, and rise they did. At the peak of this speculative bubble, some tulip bulbs traded for 10 times the annual salary of a skilled worker. Considered the world's first financial bubble, the market peaked in February 1637 before dramatically collapsing. The collapse didn't hurt the overall economy and the Dutch Golden Age continued. However, many people, who became intoxicated with the hype, were financially ruined. Many people purchased tulip bulbs in the hope of getting rich, without ever understanding the downside risks they were taking on. Understanding the difference between a store of value and a money-making asset. Money, in whatever its form, dollar bills, precious metals, seashells, and bitcoin, all represent a store of value. As long as someone is willing to accept a token that represents something else of value, then that token, physical or digital, is a legitimate form of money. To understand Warren Buffett's thinking, it's worth noting he has long disparaged gold as an investment as well. Not because he doesn't recognize it as a store of value, it certainly is, but because gold isn't a money-making asset. According to Warren, one should only invest in things that are useful and that serve some purpose and that supply some practical need that people have. I think this comment, in a seashell, explains Warren's seemingly strong dislike for cryptocurrency. It's not the store of value that he dislikes, rather Warren thinks it's wasteful to leave wealth permanently in cash, gold, cryptocurrency, or any other non-money-making asset. It's a waste because stores of value like Bitcoin only store and transfer wealth, they can't create something new. If we go back to Warren's quote at the beginning of this article, I think we get the full picture. According to Warren, Bitcoin is a highly speculative store of value. Like the tulip bulbs so many years ago. Cryptocurrency comes with the potential to financially ruin unsuspecting, or greedy, investors who don't fully understand, or ignore, the risks of the product they are buying.
Should you avoid blockchain technologies? Giphy. I don't think so. Even Warren Buffett has been quoted as saying, blockchain is ingenious, and I agree, I'm a big believer in the future potential of decentralized databases. I think the value of asset tokenization and creating tokenomics makes a lot of sense because blockchain innovations will reduce transactional friction, making the movement of money faster, cheaper, and more accessible for individuals and businesses all over the world. However, as a long-time investor and former financial advisor, I'd like to leave you with a warning. Don't fall in love with any investment and don't fall for the hype. I traded through the dot-com bubble and I've traded through the Great Recession. If you make a mistake and buy too much or too late in the cycle, it may take you many, many years to earn your money back. My cryptocurrency trading suggestions. Know what you are buying, whether you are buying Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, do your homework. Do a lot of Google searches, understand the market and study a cryptocurrency for a while before making an investment. Make sure you understand not only the risks of what you are investing in but also how to properly trade, transfer, and store your cryptocurrency. Stay current with your investments. It was a lot of years ago when I read Jim Cramer's book, Confessions of a Street Addict. But the advice is still relevant. Jim suggests if you aren't spending an hour per week, per investment on current research and reading the news, you shouldn't be investing by yourself. If you don't have the interest or the time to do your own research, get professional help. Learn from the past and diversify. Click here to see 100 years of inflation-adjusted gold prices. If you timed your purchase badly, you might have had to wait decades to get your money back. It was 30 years between the last two peaks in gold prices. Dollar cost average and diversify your investments. Don't invest more than you are prepared to lose. Although this advice is true with investments of all kinds, it is particularly true when talking about very volatile investments like crypto. If the idea of losing 70 or 80% of your current cryptocurrency holdings bothers you, reduce your exposure of crypto immediately. If you found this article useful, let people know about it in the comments below or reach out anytime at blockchain.asia. If you want to take a look at some of the other pieces I've written about cryptocurrency and blockchain, head over to my profile. Are you still holding your cryptocurrency on an exchange and not in a cold wallet? Please read this. How to not lose your cryptocurrency If the rumors about Facebook creating a new stablecoin are true, then in my humble opinion it's time for average people, medium.com. Don't forget to give us your clapping hands.